So here we are, episode 26 of 15 Minutes With. And this week I'm returning to Becky Craven. Now, Becky was on a show in November 2022 uh, where we talked about Instagram. And today she's coming in to talk about photos, taking photos, talking about content, talking about what we need to do when we're using our mobile phone. We don't always have to employ a real photographer like Becky. We can do a lot of the things ourselves using a mobile phone. As with all of my shows, I always play a song for my guests first. And this week, Becky has chosen Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. And uh, listen to what she has to say about that. So listen in and find out what she reckons we should be doing with our mobile phones, our content and our photos. That's it. That's all you're getting because this show's about Becky, not about the song. But. My first ever question I asked my guests is, why did you choose that song? Well, I said to you any Fleetwood Mac song, mainly because um, it takes me back to being a kid and my dad always had it on in his car. And it was just like really happy memories. Plus, I've just finished watching Daisy and the Six. So I don't know. If oh, you know. oh, wasn't that good? <laughs> not that they actually said it was about Fleetwood Mac and not that it followed the whole kind of journey of Fleetwood Mac but it had all those kind of 70s vibes and I just thought oh yeah why don't we go back to that it just reminded me of it so that's what I've been watching on my um week and a bit off so yeah enjoyed that Thank I you. really did enjoy Daisy in the Six who was your favorite character oh gosh well Daisy was so dysfunctional wasn't she I, I kind of thought gosh she'd be great to go out for the night with but only for maybe like an hour or two because I couldn't cope with the total debauchery I thought he was really good um can't remember his name I'm terrible I watch films and programs and I've no idea who anyone is after I've watched it but I do remember it but I thought they were all great they were all great it was a really really great storyline and but like you say it was it was all about Fleetwood Mac wasn't it (laughs) suggested that again what a story Fleetwood Mac is absolutely Um, we've already got people commenting. Hi, Heather, how are you? Thanks for coming along. Um, so today my guest is the lovely Becky Craven. So if anyone's got any questions for Becky all about um, content or photos or anything, then please just ask. But Becky, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, hi, Ashley. Thank you very much for having me. Um, we know each other quite well, so it's probably just going to totally deviate from whatever I'm supposed to be saying at this particular point. But um, I am a photographer. I create content and I work with people as to however they're going to create that content. So that might be on Instagram, which is how we sort of first started working together. Um it were, and I also create content in terms of short form videos, or I teach people how to be able to take it because I kind of feel that there's three types of content or three types of um, creations that we need to do in business generally. So one part of it is your professional pictures, videos. So you need a professional set of kit to be able to do that and get professionals in to do that. But it's no longer really viable just to have those professional photographs or professional videos what you also need to be able to do is to be able to take those um photographs or videos yourself to be able to fill yourself in in that social media content particularly on linkedin or instagram or tiktok whichever your poison of choice is so to be able to create that and then the third one is repurposing so those sort of visual clues the visual recommendations that you might get the equivalent of sort of your 
Amazon reviews where you use other people's pictures. So if you have a restaurant or like on this event, we might take pictures of this happening and then we will share it and repost it onto each one of our own social media content. And then from that, we're sharing our audience. We're getting that visual recommendation. So that's really what I do. So I either take the pictures or I'm teaching people how to be able to do all those bits of content. Hope that makes sense. It makes it makes absolutely perfect sense. Absolutely perfect sense. Sam's just come on on a little aside because we raved so much about the show. It's called yes. Daisy and the Six, isn't it? Yes. And it's Daisy on. It's, and it's on Netflix. So yeah. Sam, you will absolutely love it if you love music. Um, but yeah. it's a great drama as well. It's a great drama. Um, okay, so. I was just trying to find my questions because we, I've got my standard questions. And I thought, we don't need to do that because we've done all that, haven't we? So let's really, really delve into the photos and all of that sort of malarkey. Because yeah. when I set up my business, and this is like everybody else listening, is you go out, you get a professional photographer and you have a website and you put a load of photos on your website. What if I've just started my business and I don't have that sort of resource? Can I get away with taking my own photos? What 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 would you say with that, Becky? Well, um, if you rewind sort of to lockdown, a lot of people didn't have a website and they were starting a new business. So what they used is Instagram. And so in Instagram, what you can do is you can have 2,200 characters in your caption. So you use it like a mini blog. You know, you can write kind of 2,000 words in that caption. Um, if you haven't got a website, then you can also use, say, TikTok or you can use LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn, you can write. I don't even know how much you can write in a post, but an awful lot. I've managed to write loads in there. Um, so if you haven't got the facilities to be able to take your own pictures or create your own content, then somehow or other, you're going to either need to be writing or doing videos, short form videos or taking pictures in order to be able to get your message out there. Otherwise, how are people going to know? who you are and what you do. So much like you teach, Ashley, about writing the content regularly and showing up on, on LinkedIn, what I'm talking about really is also including those in terms of your pictures. So on LinkedIn, there's a lot more activity with people taking pictures of themselves and those kinds of posts do do really well. So a lot of those are selfies have taken, but I kind of show you how to be able to do that a little bit better than just kind of taking a picture and you know snapping at your face so we can set that up and you can learn some of those sort of tips about how to light yourself a little bit better how to look and stand and how to position yourself so those kinds of things as well but you can start without having and a lot of people do start without having professional pictures or professional video to begin with because you need to learn what works for you so it's great to read like a marketing book or, or go and do marketing qualification or any of that kind of stuff. But actually what works for your individual business is, is slightly different to what works generally with everyone. So you have to go out there and explore. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with starting in that, in that realm and, and, and uh, getting to it when you can afford it or when you know what it is you actually want. That's great advice. And, and this is one of the things that I actually talk about in one of, one of my talks that I do um, is progress rather than perfection. Yeah. And you talk to somebody, you know, so so if you've got a website, oh no, because I, I haven't I haven't had the photographer around yet and I haven't done this and I haven't done that, then how are we gonna know about you? So exactly. so you can you can knock up a, a quick, easy website in Wix or Squarespace or whatever. Yeah. Um, like you say, take a few photos on your phone and get those up. And that's something 
Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you don't want to go to that expense, and, and again, I think a Wix, a Wix or a Squarespace website, you could set up for nothing. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess you don't get your own URL, but even so, it's still a website, um, which exactly. is exactly the same as Instagram, isn't it? Because it's not your Instagram, it's Ashley yeah. at Instagram or however yeah. that works. Yeah. Um, so no, I, li- I like the idea of just starting. So yeah, the well done. Ashley is people then go the other route where they do spend to get a website and they do get everything kind of sorted and they tick all the boxes going, oh, I've got a website, therefore it's done. Tick, close that chapter. And it's like, no, actually with your website, that's from that's the starting point. That's the beginning. And you're constantly looking for ways to be able to feed that content. Same with on LinkedIn. You can't just set up a profile um, and then post, you know, once a month. It, I mean, I guess you can, but you're not going to get the same kind of activity and leverage unless you're going to be posting and creating content on a frequent basis, as you say, you know, constantly turning up and and being part of it. That doesn't have to be every day, but the content you put out there needs to be relevant to kind of a brand and and who you are and what you're what you're talking about. Because people buy from people. There's no getting away from that, whichever way you want to look at it. We know that. We absolutely know that. So, okay. I've set my website. I, I've started my business. I've set my website up. I've, I've, I've done that. I've ticked that box. I've gone on. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And here we are three years down the line. I've got a website that I set up three years ago and never done anything with it. Mm-hmm. How often do you reckon I should be changing the imagery on my website, Becky? Well, in an ideal world, you would be taking the posts that you already create on LinkedIn. And I think how many do you how many posts do you do a, a week, Ashley? Do you Me? do seven? I, yeah. do, I do one every day. Yeah, One every day. So that's seven. That's a lot. Um, I, I would be taking that um, and bundling them probably into maybe three blogs a week. You, you know, you've got all your content there. Why are we all reinventing the wheel by creating new content all the time? I appreciate new content has to start somewhere, but take that and put that onto your other platforms and make it shareable. Yes, you probably have to top and tail it to make it a little bit different. If it's on TikTok, you're always going to have to use that as a video. But take that content and put it onto your website. And, and I think that's kind of something that people miss that they think that that isn't um, helpful, but everyone starts with a question on Google. So as long as you're answering a question when you're creating your blog posts or in LinkedIn or on Instagram or any of those platforms, then, then as long as you're answering the question, then, then you're being helpful. And, and that's where people will then resonate with you and, and come to you. So I like that. If you've got that content already, actually, I would definitely be using it. Other people who write maybe once a week, then you can still create a blog post, maybe two two blog posts a month, and you'll see a difference in six months. That's the only deal with with Google. It takes time, so do it consistently, and in six months you will see a difference. Do that instead of search engine optimization. What are we doing now? What are we doing now? I'm going to take a photo of yes. me with you. Perfect. Um, so there you go. There's a little bit of content. I mean, I've never thought of doing that, but I've got the master on. I ought to do that. But what I also should be doing, I suppose, is actually turning that into a little video. Yes. Um, and 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 bringing bringing that in as well. So what I need to do is get a, a tripod or something and put it up here. Well, let's um, just take this, Ashley. Just take this. This is the thing with content. We just want to create it on the go. And Gary Vee talks about this all the time. Like, why are we cre- stopping and going, okay, I have to create content. Take this little bit of video, resize it for wherever you're going to put it on, but have it as a little snippet. And then it's job done, isn't it? You know. So this, this little bit of video that we're talking about now. Let's try and choose a good bit. <laughs> all right. Okay. So what we could do is we could actually come up with a banner 
Um, and uh, let's just edit that out and call that repurpose. Uh, I've got repurpose, so that's like a, some sort of dolphin or something, isn't it? <laughs> we we could go into wildlife conservation if all else fails, maybe. I can't even spell repurpose. Is that O U S? I can't see where you're writing this. This this is oh, it's an e on the end, isn't there? Oh my goodness, my spelling is rubbish. I can't even do this. I can't even do this. So this is going to look really good on the, or sound really good on the podcast. But but yeah, you're quite right. And and so what we need to do is everything that we do. How can we use that again? And what I do with my content is at the is on a Saturday, I copy all of my posts into one big document, and then that goes onto my website as what I've done for the week. And what I do is I analyze it and share all the analytics. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know how well a post does, you can go to my website and see that. And so mm -hmm. that, that's refreshing it. But, but my other question then, so on my website, I was um, talking to somebody today uh, at a networking event. So big up to uh, James Court at NatWest for that. Um, I was talking about being in my shed. And so you guys can actually see the inside of my shed. And oh, she said, okay. She said, is it just a shed or, or, or whatever? So it's, 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 it's a little bit more than a shed. And there's a photo of me sat on the front step of my shed on my website. But that photo is two years old. Is that still OK or should, should I have a newer photo? Well, um, I think, is that in your About You page? Something like that, yeah. I've got a yeah. few more. I've got a few more grey hairs, but I haven't put on or lost any more weight. I'm not, okay. I'm not wearing spectacles in the photo. No. Um, and the shed is still the same color. So I, I don't know, or, or should it be, a, 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 you know, should the, the, it's probably three or four more wrinkles. Does that uh, matter? I, mean, I don't think that matters. You, if, if, the, if the photo is relevant, that's fine. But I, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that you have maybe added to that page because in the last couple of years, you know, you've achieved so much more. You've written a book and you've started your podcast and, you know, you've, your international speaker. So hopefully you've gone into that page and you've added in some other information. So that page from a Google point of view, from a content creation point of view, is actually got a lot more going on with it. And you therefore may well have added some photo, additional photos, but that picture on its own, assuming it's got some alt tags in there, um, then is absolutely fine, yeah. But, but refresh, never finish your website. You never wanna to get to the end of that website or any of that content. So, oh, I love that. That is perfect advice. Um, and you said alt tags there. Um, so explain a little bit about alt tags because we know what they are or yeah. some of us know what they are. Uh, yeah. When I do a post on LinkedIn, I put an alt tag in. Yeah. Um, but explain it for those people that don't know. OK, so the best person to talk to about alt tags, and I don't know if we can mention her, is Clemency, who talks a lot about keywording and alt tags. And she talks all about how you get to see the image without actually seeing the image and, and that kind of alt tag details. But in a kind of rough and explaining kind of way, um, initially alt tags were alternative tags. So explaining. So if we had this picture, if we took this as is on our screen at the moment, and we would then perhaps explain what is happening quite simply, what's happening in the picture and would explain, you know, how that looks if you couldn't see the picture. So the point of the alt tag is that it explains it to people who have limited or partial or no um, capability of visually seeing that picture that's there. The other point with the alt tags is that 
Google will search and see those alt tags and therefore bring it up in their search facility. So if we had our details as in man in a yellow t-shirt and woman in a blue regal top talking about LinkedIn and content, when someone then searches on Google for content creation or content information or videos on content, if we put that into our alt tag, the image would appear. And therefore you are standing out and being seen in a different kind of way through Google or any other search engine. All the search engines work the same, but essentially that's how that bit works. So also it works in LinkedIn and it works in any of the other social platforms. So that's how the alt tag works. So, so you said, you, you, said you said man in yellow shirt. Yeah. And, and lady in regal top. Yeah. Could we write? Ashley Leeds and Becky Craven. Yes, exactly that. Yes. So, 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 so if someone Googles Becky Craven, they might find this photo. Exactly that. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Right. So you also my... talk about the vibe of it as well. You talk about how it is. So we would talk about this as maybe like an educational um, video or educational something like that. So you get a feeling for it, which if you use AI for the alt tag, so in, in, um, LinkedIn, if you allow um, it to automatically put your own alt tags in LinkedIn, then it doesn't have the feeling of what it is you're talking about. It doesn't have all the full meaning in it. So it's better to do it yourself if you can. Perfect. Perfect. Right. So I can spell repurpose. Oh, good. Okay. That's now on the screen. So we can actually talk about repurposing in this little section. And then I can cut this video out. And therefore, what we've done in this show today, we've got the whole show, but now we've also got a bit all about repurposing. So how would you describe repurposing? Repurposing is when you create content and you reuse it in a different way, or you take somebody else's content. So I could take your content, or if you're maybe a restaurant and you have lots of people coming in and taking pictures of your fabulous food that you're creating, then when they tag you in it or when they at mention you it, any way that you find it, you can then repurpose that content as a visual review in the same way as you would see an Amazon or a TripAdvisor review. So you're saying this person has come to this place and yes, this dish tastes just as good as I anticipated it being. Or repurposing content if you've gone to somewhere or an event like you went this morning and then your visual referencing, your visual repurposing of what happened at that event this morning and you'll repurpose it onto your LinkedIn or onto your Instagram, then you will then be able to reuse that. So it's creating content or using other people's content and reiterating that review. That's absolutely brilliant. And so what we've got now, we've got a little section that talks about repurposing within a big thing. What we could also do um, is use the transcript from this, and that could be a blog that we could write about. Uh, and we've also got some images that we could take from this, um, talking about the time that we were on a show with Becky and Ashley. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Look at that. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the beauty is, when I come to edit this, I just edit the bit that says repurpose on the screen. That, there you go. I, I knew you'd I have a shortcut or something for it, because you're handy like that. You just know this stuff. Well, it's, 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 it's and, but this is the thing with content. Okay. Everybody overthinks content. Do you know how many people percentage wise actually create content on LinkedIn, Becky? 
Well, only because you told me before that it's something ridiculous, like 1%. Is that, am I right? Co- correct. Yeah. I, you know, some people say it's 1.5, whatever. It really doesn't matter. It's so insignificantly small that why wouldn't you just go out and do it? And then another thing I say to people is um, you, you, you've, you've, you've got my book. I have got I use it. But in here, I give you ideas um, and I've given you spaces to actually write three different times that you're using that content because just because you've written a good piece of content doesn't mean that you can't use it again yeah. in a few months time exactly exactly um, because not everybody is it's not everybody is going to see the content that you create no not at all um so i do a newsletter it's called the friday friday newsletter it's five content ideas and also i do pictures in there as well so giving people downloadable photographs so that they can use it to use their content And in that, exactly that, that you're talking about reusing content that you maybe put out this time last year. So let's compare and contrast what happened this time last year. And is it something else that you're going to talk about? Or is it an annual event? But also content is all around us. And it's only when we do things like this, where we're talking and thinking, okay, um, what am I going to put out in my content tomorrow or this time next week? Let's reuse what we've talked about today, next week, because there's going to be people who have missed it. It's like, you know, it's like it's like iPlayer or Netflix where you can watch in your own time. Yeah, There's absolutely. That happens. So that's how I look at content. So whether it's photographs that you've used of an event previously or an activity previously and you're going to reuse again this year, it's about having that bank of images so that you can repurpose and reuse. Because, hey, spring happens every year. Summer happens every year. Christmas happens every You know, <laughs> it's not... It's not like we have to reinvent the wheel all the time. And I think exactly that. Some people get really stuck with um, thinking about that content too much. I think it's better to do content, um, get it wrong, or just do it, and then move on to the next thing. And instead of having like a, a gigantic plan that is really unachievable and quite overwhelming. Yeah, no, absolutely. Love that. Um, so, okay. We're talking about taking photos with our phones and using it as our content. What are the biggest mistakes you see people doing regularly? Um, I think mainly it's to do with lighting. So people don't position themselves in good natural light. It's much easier to take pictures in natural light um, than it is having extra kit. Because if you've got extra kit, then you're going to have to learn how to use it. So you might have like a ring light, like we've got ring lights on, that's an easy kit to be able to use, but go to a north-facing window. If you're based in the UK, or the go to a north-facing window so you get that lovely flat light. If you have, at the moment, as I look outside, it's basically a quite a cloudy day. Taking pictures on those kinds of days outside are much easier than a lot of people are looking for that beautiful, bright blue sky. But actually, it makes it really difficult to take those pictures because we get bright, bright highlights on one side of our face and dappled or dark shadows on another or if you've got bad lighting it can make you look you know it makes me look sort of 10 times older but really you you want (laughs) you want easy natural light that's the first thing and the second thing is practice so people might take two or three photographs and really you want to be taking a bank of a collection of pictures and moving around so you move to the left move to the right look up look down I'm actually running this evening in Exeter we've got the Exeter Creative Networking Hub and it's all about photography so we're going on a smartphone 
safari. I can't promise any lions, but this is exactly what I'm going to be talking about this evening. Um, so getting people to look from different perspectives and different viewpoints and not being scared of that because they're digital cameras. You can take 100 pictures and if you only get one out of it, that's fine. Delete the rest of them. Let's not be scared about it. So, um, yeah, those are the sort of two kind of things that I would say. Hub tonight in Exeter. Is there any spaces left? Can we join or is it too late? There is spaces. Yes, there is. Um, the link is probably in my bio or I can put it in here. But if you find me on um, LinkedIn, you can find me and, you know, I'll send yeah, you. If, I'll but, you but, once, once this is finished, if you go in, you can actually go and put okay. a link in there. There's a, yeah. So, so where, where, where is it? Um, what it's time? at Exeter Phoenix at five o'clock and there is space and availability. Last time I checked a couple of hours ago, there was space and availability for it. So it's great. It's just a couple of hours. It's networking with other creatives, freelancers, marketing people, anyone. But on this occasion, it's talking all about photography. Um, and I've got lots of workshops that I run that on. But that's but that's what we're doing tonight, the networking event. Fantastic. So if I come to that this evening, I'll have a load of content for my social media for the next couple of weeks, won't I? You'll get lots of ideas. We're going to go on a walk. We're going to be able to look at sort of creating color content, um, lots of different colors because it's in a great place. But also maybe you create content on Exeter because that's where we'll be to give you ideas that when you go back to your own home location, you can take that. And then I'm also going to talk about lighting and uh, rule of thirds, how to set pictures up that have like a straightforward, easy kind of um, rule that you can follow to help you take better pictures. People kind of go, oh, this picture's in, in their head. They have an idea of what that picture's going to look like. And then when they go to take it, it doesn't actually look as good as they hoped it would. And probably most of the time they have to shift to the left or the right or they have to move their phone up or down. Um, so I have professional kit, but I can take good pictures on my phone i can take really good photos still on my smartphone it's not the kit it's not the quantity of money that you spend it's really um learning to see learning to look no brilliant so paul's paul wants to know where it is it's in exeter paul um it's... at the exeter phoenix um that's down in devon and that's five o'clock this evening um but what what will happen as soon as we finish um becky will put a link in there and you can come and you can come and join us sure fantastic um does sam does sam is Sam local as well? Um, I, do I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And, and, and this is the thing, right? So that we, we have people listening and watching all around the world. So <laughs> for somebody to come to Exeter this evening um, who are watching this, but there's, there's a couple of people on I know that are local. So, uh, yeah, no, fantastic. Um, that, that sounds an, an amazing event. I'm not sure how I managed to miss that. Um, so um, I've got I've got band practice tonight, which is probably how I've managed to miss that. I th yeah, um, I thought you had like a, a band thing going on. Yeah. Um, so we've we've got a, we've band. got a gig in Exeter in a couple of weeks' time. So we need to practice. I know, and and this is the thing, Ashley. Like I very rarely see you in real life because both of us are super busy and we don't actually live that close, uh, that far from each other at all. But <laughs> when we do, it's always good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Becky, we've run out of time. Okay, yes. I just want a top tip for somebody um, for for what sort of images work best on LinkedIn. Oh, well, you're the you're the LinkedIn guru for what images work. You know, I, I would I would say um, always go back when stuck. Go back to talking about yourself because people buy from people. So I would always say put a picture of yourself up there or 
the ones that always go best are not the ones that are the best pictures, let's be honest. It's probably of your dog or your cat because you're going to talk about your wonderful fur baby or something. Those are the ones that I think, for me, I get the most traction for. But actually, from a photographer or from a content point of view, I would revert back to taking updating your LinkedIn profile with the latest picture so that when you do turn up to an event, you actually look like the person that you you say you look like. I have an issue with that. I really do. Oh, my goodness. No, no, we should get into that because it is so easy to take a selfie and use that as your profile picture. But yeah, you turn up to networking events and they've got much shorter hair than they've got. They've got a different color hair. They're yes. now sporting a beard. Um, yes. and, 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 and the blokes are just the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Becky, it's always a great pleasure to have you on. You're always so much fun, always so much value. Uh, before we say goodbye, um, I just want to share who I've got coming next week. Uh, we've got the lovely Giles Stagg from Sip and Swig. So he's going to come and talk to us about gin and um, how he mixes it and all those sorts of things. So I can't wait to have a good old chat with uh, Giles. He also created a gin um, based on my or a cocktail based on my brand colors. So that would be, that, yeah, absolutely. So top, top bloke. Um, I always ask everybody um, a, a question before before we go. And it's um, what advice would you give your 16 year old self, which which we've already done. So this time I'm going to ask you my question. That I asked my accountants and bookkeepers. And so when you were at school as a primary yes. school kiddie. Yes. What were you what were you planning to do when you left school? Oh, gosh. Um, what, what did I think I was going to grow up and be? I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm still waiting for that moment to know what that is actually going to be, because I feel like I'm still learning. But I oh, always yeah. had a clear idea that in... <laughs> I can't believe you asked this, actually. I wasn't prepared for it. That's all right. Um, I wanted to be a car mechanic. Oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. So is that because you used to watch Kylie on um, on Neighbours? No. Oh, no. Um, she was a car mechanic, wasn't she? She was, but no, that, that was a bit later. But um, I was... You're just, not that old. You're <laughs> not that old. But I didn't... I mean, it came to my head later, but no, I... I don't know. I just thought, you know what? Cars always break down. Maybe it was something to do with that. Cars break down and they're always going to need... And, and I think it was something to do with that also i had an old beetle um so i was a little bit older not primary school but i had ah, right, okay, a okay. 1972 beetle convertible i absolutely loved and i spent so much time sat on the side of the road and i just thought do you know what i i really love volkswagens and i want to build them up and make them really beautiful and do that and my parents said becky you'll never have clean hands if you do that so I didn't do it. I don't know. Maybe I should have done. Oh, that would have been brilliant. Um, and talking of clean hands, I just noticed your nails. How how awesome are they? That's for Easter. It's a little bit leftover, isn't it? But... Uh, your mini eggs. That's that's incredible. That's could incredible. I been, could I have been a car mechanic and still have lovely nails? I think I could. Yeah, of course you can. You wear gloves. And tell me, do you still have the beetle? No, sadly not. I had to I had to sell it when I was at university because it just cost oh. me so much. But yeah day one day i i will get something like that back fantastic becky thank you so much for being on my show you've been absolutely wonderful um, and uh good to see you you take care and thank you everybody for all your lovely comments and uh Thanks. questions you take care bye bye now Thanks a lot. Here we go another podcast in the bag 
I've been Ashley Leeds. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more, then please subscribe and I will see you again another day. You can find me on LinkedIn if you want to catch up. If you fancy being a guest on one of my shows, I do live shows on LinkedIn twice a week, but I also plan to do some real podcasts uh, where we just do audio and probably record it to go on the YouTube channel. And we can talk about absolutely anything in those. So whatever you want to do, get in touch. And thank you for listening. You get out what you put in. Never gonna lose, never gonna win. Long as you're happy, you're always gonna grin. You get out what you put in. You get out what you put in.